Breakthrough News. It's 5 p.m. You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is the Punch Out. And yes, that is right. We are here on the ground. Our breakthrough news team in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, just arrived. And there are many things that could be said, many places where we could start here with even what we've seen just in one day. But first and foremost, it seems important to frame what's happening here in Haiti for those who haven't been paying as close of attention. The current cycle of massive protests that have been all over the news, certainly we've talked about quite a bit here on The Punch-Out, began in the early part of this year after in the early February, more or less, the so-called president of this country, now dictator, Jovenel Moise, decided to overstay his term of office. So his term ended, but he decided that he was going to remain the president, claims that his term has not in fact ended. And despite the fact that he has dissolved the Supreme Court, dissolved the legislature uh, over a year ago, in fact, he's been ruling by decree, And essentially, more or less, no democratic checks or balances whatsoever. This so-called president or dictator, as we really should call him, is now attempting to hold elections later in this year that will will do two things. One, allow many lawmakers that are associated with his party almost certainly to be elected in what almost all commentators are saying is guaranteed to be a sham election. But also, he wants to amend the Constitution to make it easier for his party— uh, to remain in power for some time. And even, you know, one of their slogans is that they're going to remain in power for as much as, you know, four more years, if not more than that. So it's a major power grab under the guise of democracy by a president who has totally abrogated democracy in his own country. And in addition to that, had already gotten the ire of the people very, very high because of And this is what I meant when I said it started about two years ago. Because of the allegations around major corruption, billions of dollars of development aid that came from Venezuela that was stolen by this dictatorial government of the former president, Jovenel Moise. And that really erupted in a major way in 2018. And since then, there's been significant unrest. And quite frankly, it seems pretty clear, not much of a mandate for the president when he was actually president, and now no mandate at all for any form of this dictatorial rule, hence why hundreds of thousands of people have been out in the streets every single week in large demonstrations, but really every single day something is happening. So that's the basic capsule view of what's happening here in Haiti. And the important element of it that's crucial to understand for those of you, especially who are listening in the United States, is that Moyes, the former president, now dictator, is only in the position he's in because of the United States. I mean, certainly also Canada, many European countries, but especially the United States, which has the most dominant role and influence in Haiti. It is the number one recipient of all Haitian exports, among many different other things. And most of those exports, by the way, are geared towards really American, Canadian, specifically, but more broadly, 
majority Western multinationals that are extracting everything they can and taking all the money back to Ottawa and to Washington and New York and Toronto and London, certainly not to Haiti. And that lack of development is also a piece of people's anger because they see a corrupt government, they see a government that is completely lawless, and they also see a government that is not committed to the development of the people as the past several governments have not been here in Haiti. And they want to see not just no corruption. But when you look at what the corruption was around, again, I mentioned it's development aid. People want to see a government that not only is not corrupt in the most basic sense, but also a government that is willing to take action to improve the lives of people. I mean, you've got 80% roughly of public schools in this country are privatized, a huge number of people living in poverty, huge unemployment in this country, and even people who are working are often working in sweatshop labor. So that's the basic situation here, and we'll be bringing you more on that as we move forward. You know, having just arrived on the 22nd, you know, what are some of the things that we've seen? What are some of the thoughts that, that I have? Well, first and foremost, I want to say that So much of the coverage that happens in the U.S. around Haiti, of course, is so negative. It's based in racist tropes around Black poverty and, well, you know, many different other things. It's bad. (laughs) That's it. It's one-dimensional at the very best. And I think one thing that really hits you right away is just how flat and one-dimensional all those views are. I mean, obviously, as I just stated, there is a lot of poverty in Haiti, uh, enforced poverty. It's not a poor country. It's a country where the rulers have allowed people to remain poor. But there's also a tremendous vitality in this country. It's extraordinarily beautiful just from a physical sense. There is color everywhere on buildings, uh, paintings, billboards. There's a very strong, vibrant street culture that's happening. People are moving around. There's a lot of street vendors. And yes, there are many things that you could say about Haiti that are deplorable in terms of the way people are forced to live. But there's also a vibrancy uh, that is is happening and that you can feel in electricity that just shows that so much of what we see about Haiti is really one-dimensional and the depiction of the Haitian people is really one-dimensional. And you either hear it's a poor, impoverished, terrible country, or there's some wild riots happening and there's just no contextualization or anything other than that. So that's one thing that I think has is, is really hit myself and our breakthrough news team here so strongly is just how terrible and one-dimensional so much of the coverage is here in Haiti. We've had the opportunity to speak with, you know, some some popular strugglers, people especially working in the communication sphere. And that's another, I think, very important thing that we heard from people uh, in this space was the lack of knowledge about what's going on here and the desire of people in Haiti to really have the level of of repression happening to the protests, the level of deprivation, but also the level of struggle that they're engaging in be better known and be better known, especially in countries like the United States that are playing such a major role in blocking the country from any positive development. So that's something that's important for us for being here. But I think something important for us to remember is international solidarity was stressed several times to us. And the desire and the need and the feeling of people to to really make it known um, to people in the United States that this Moyes government is not what people want and that what Biden is doing is supporting a dictator and not supporting any form of democracy. That's something important to remember. And I think it's important to keep an eye on everything that's happening in Haiti. Certainly, yes, of course, when we're here and follow us at BT Newsroom. But even once we're gone and we'll be bringing you more content, uh, we hope that everyone who's tuning into this and watching everything doesn't just leave it at this and say, oh, that was cool. 
will break through news was in Haiti um, for a week and I learned a little something. But to keep watching and keep paying attention because really it is the role of the United States that is playing the key role in why a just brutally dictatorial government is allowed to stay in power. So a lot more to come this week. We're going to be talking to popular movement leaders. We're going to be talking to folks living uh, in the countryside and what's going on with the peasant sector. We're going to be exploring more of the role of the United States in terms of the industrial commercial sector and uh, the level of, 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 of just, you know, complete and total exploitation that's going on from a labor perspective here as well. We're going to be getting, you know, sights and sounds of what's going on in Haiti so you can get some sense of what it's really like to be here. We're going to be talking to those who have lost loved ones in the context of the violence that's happening. So there's quite a bit that is is out there. It's huge stories, more than we could ever do in the handful of days we're here. But we're going to bring you quite a bit, as much as we can, with more to come once we get back. So appreciate everyone listening to this special Haiti edition of The Punch-Out. And remember... For the next few days, follow us at BT Newsroom on all your social media platforms so you can follow everything we're bringing you here on the ground from Haiti.